I have been listening to Audible for years. It just started with a free trial and my favorite Ellen Hildebrand book. And then once I realized how much I could accomplish in a day, like cooking for the kids, cleaning, organizing the house, you name it, um, while being entertained, I was hooked. It has all of my favorite fiction books, but it also has our favorite books on natural birth like Mindful Hypnobirthing, Birth Without Fear, Birthing From Within, Natural Childbirth, The Bradley Way, just to name a few. If you use my link, you can get 30 days free of Audible. Just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally. And I suggest starting with Ina May's Guide to Childbirth if you haven't already, because that is a listener favorite. So once again, just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally for 30 days free. Welcome to Birth Naturally. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Kate. And we're sisters having a conversation about everything from med-free birth to natural parenting. Hi guys, welcome to another episode. We are so excited about today's guest. If you are even somewhat involved in the oil community, especially within Young Living, you know the name, Annie Hauser. She not only takes us through her home birth journey, but her journey to wellness and how she got involved in the oil industry. Yeah, so you will get to hear her talk all about her two natural births and her one home birth and all the natural remedies she used postpartum. If you guys are enjoying our episodes, if you could just pause it real quick and go give us a review on iTunes, that would be so much appreciated. Yeah, or if you have a friend or family member that is thinking about a natural birth or their birth plans have changed with the current climate, we would love for you to share with them because it helps us grow and we love doing what we do and we hope that we can continue doing it. And we can only do that with your support. So thank you guys for listening. Exactly. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And we really want to see what you guys are doing when you're listening. So if you could just take a quick snapshot of what you're doing, whether it's working out, cooking, cleaning, you know. I used to drive and listen to podcasts. And I don't know if you guys remember how to drive, but (laughs) no. Yeah, we all used to like be in cars and drive and listen to music and podcasts, but now it's just a lot of, I'm, I'm thankful for smart speakers and headphones and some time away to kind of get lost in yeah. a podcast. Hide in the kitchen. That is my, that is that what is I what do. I do. <laughs> I'm always hiding in the kitchen. Yeah. So if you are also hiding in the kitchen, send us a quick pic and put <laughs> it on Instagram and yeah, hashtag hide in the kitchen. No, <laughs> tag us on Instagram and we will reshare your funny pictures i'm sure they're pretty entertaining (laughs) um and our instagram don't forget is at birth naturally we'd love for you guys to get in touch share your thoughts with us um what you're how you're feeling during this whole thing and if you want to share your birth story that's a great place you can dm us or send us an email birth naturally podcast at gmail.com thanks guys and we hope you enjoyed today's episode They say giving birth is equivalent to running a marathon, but what about being pregnant and building a company from scratch while taking on the multivitamin aisle? That is the story of Ritual's founder, Kat Schneider, who started Ritual because she couldn't find a prenatal she could trust. So I just started recently taking the Essential for Women multivitamin, 
and it's been great so far they are super gentle on my stomach i can even take them without food which is just very convenient and yeah it's great because i just want to fill some gaps in my diet and i feel like this is exactly what i need they're also great tasting like the the essential for women multivitamins have like this minty taste so i'm so not used to that i'm used to that like not so great aftertaste so that's been awesome as well so although i am not pregnant ritual has a prenatal that you can trust they are made with traceable ingredients you can literally look at a map and see where all the ingredients have come from which is super cool and you better believe i checked that out and i loved it and all of the ingredients are vegan bioavailable and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy they're also non-gmo project verified gluten and major allergen free so why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100 percent sure about Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Ritual is offering my listeners 30% off during their first month. Visit ritual.com slash birthnaturally to start Ritual or add Essential for Women prenatal to your subscription today. Welcome, Annie. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Hi, I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about you and your family? So my name is Annie Hauser. I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, My husband, Chris, and I have been together now for like 14 years, I think. We met on MySpace when that was like (laughs) a cool thing. Um, We have two kids. My son, Gray, is five and a half, and our daughter, Mila, is two. Um, We are foster parents. We don't have a placement right now, but it's something we're super passionate about, um, and we're, I'm really passionate about like wellness and home birth. And I'm somehow turning into like a mini homesteader on my like house in the suburbs. I don't know what's happening. I have a sourdough starter going right now. Who am I? <laughs> but, I love that. Yeah. So it's something I'm really passionate about chatting about. Well, you are speaking my language on the homesteading front because... Uh, I'm in the suburbs too. I have quail because we're not allowed chickens in our town. <laughs> and I also have my sourdough starter and my garden and all that fun stuff. So you're just opening up a whole, just be ready because it's just, once you start, it's like, it snowballs. So <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing that. I have chickens coming soon. Ooh, I have a garden awesome. starting. I'm going to plant potatoes. I don't know what's happening, but it's really <laughs> awesome. You're going to love it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you decided to start your family and what was your journey like to getting pregnant with your first? So we always knew we wanted to have kids. Um, You know, right before I had Gray, while I was pregnant with Gray, I kind of started this journey to like, like getting into more natural products and paying attention like about the food we were eating and the products we were cleaning with. Um, I had kind of always been really mindful of the products that we cleaned our home with. My grandmother actually had been um, really into that for like 35 years. She was diagnosed with this lung disease that normally women um, pass away from in their 30s. And she lived well into her 70s before she passed away. And she always credited it to 
getting the toxins out of her house and taking really good quality supplements and eating good food. So growing up as a little girl, like I always knew what a big deal that was seeing my grandmother live like this long, you know, full life because of these things. So we had already been like using natural products, but then getting into gray with my pregnancy with him, I really kind of went a lot deeper with it. I started looking into natural birth, um, and just really, really paying attention to kind of what we were using in our homes and what I was going to be using on him when, you know, I actually had him. So we decided to do with him, I got pregnant. Um, we decided to do a natural birth with a midwife that at a hospital. Um, so that was kind of my, my first experience. I did hypnobirthing. I, you know, wanted to do everything possible, you know, writing my birth plan to make sure that it was as natural as it could really be being in the hospital, but also being open to, you know, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was a new first time mom, first time pregnant. So, you know, kind of being open to that. Um, but we ended up having, you know, in a really, a really amazing experience with him there. Um, you know, then when he was born, I, that's when I kind of really got even more into the natural living piece. I, one thing that we do now is we teach and educate on natural living and essential oils. And that's something that I found when he was just a couple months old. Um, I was actually in a Facebook group for mamas who wanted their babies to sleep. Like, hello. Everyone. (laughs) And I kept seeing all these moms talk about essential oils. And I literally thought they were all nuts, like completely nuts. I was into like, you know, I'll clean my house. Like, I'm not going to clean my house with bleach anymore. Cool. But I thought people that used essential oils were like off their literal rockers. So anyway, I kept hearing, it kept coming up over and over and over. And I finally decided to try them with him, did all this research because that's who I am. I'm like, an Enneagram three wing two. I don't know if you're into the Enneagram, but that's who I am. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I need to do it extra, extra, um, research the heck out of everything. Um, grabbed some oils, started using them. He slept through the night. And then I became like on this even more (laughs) crazy journey to doing everything naturally and like really sharing and teaching about it. It's been a crazy, wild, awesome ride for sure. That is awesome. I love hearing how people kind of get into it and how it starts off a little bit and then it just grows. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so how was, what was your pregnancy like with him? Did you, did you do any, I know you said you did hypnobirthing, right? I did hypnobirthing with him. I took a class with him. So Chris and I actually took a hypnobirthing class. It was like four weeks long. Um, I think it was like twice a week, like one or two hours a week. And my pregnancy with him was really pretty, I mean, knock on wood, we had a really like easy pregnancy. Otherwise, you know, other than that, I was hugely pregnant in the summer. Um, he, he came a month early. So he was, uh, born at 36 weeks. So that was a surprise, Mm -hmm. especially being a first baby. Um, but it was a really easy pregnancy and hypnobirthing was really interesting to learn about. And I think it really, really helped me during his birth as well. I was really grateful that I took it because it helped me realize what my body was actually doing and how that was going to help me get through my birth faster than if I, um, you know, fought against it. So I felt really empowered 
going into it, even though it was definitely a surprise that he came a month early for sure. Yeah, really. So how did that birth go? So, um, it was really, really fast with him. So my water broke at 36 weeks while I was taking a nap. And I, at the time I was still working full-time as a hairdresser and I co-own a salon. Now I just do essential oil education full-time. But at the time I was still, I was, you know, working full-time as a hairdresser. And I remember my water breaking and I remember me calling the front desk receptionist and being like, Hey, so I think you might, I think you might have to cancel my clients tomorrow. Like I'm not sure, (laughs) but um, my water broke. Like I literally was out of my mind. I didn't, I like couldn't process that I was having a baby. Um, so I went to my midwife. She was like, yeah, so your water broke. You're not having any contractions. You're probably not going to start. You're probably going to not even have this baby till tomorrow. You know, it was the afternoon till tomorrow. She's like, go home have something to eat. And then, you know, maybe around 9 PM, this was at like three o'clock, maybe around 9 PM head up to the hospital and, you know, we'll get you started and just see what we need to do. And I was like, kind of freaking out because in my brain, I wanted this like natural birth. I wanted nothing to do with like anything they were going to give. Like, I didn't want anything they were going to give me at the hospital. So we went home the second we got home and I started packing my bag, I started getting such intense contractions that didn't stop. You know how most women say like, oh, I can count them. I, yeah. with gray, I was like, count what? Like what? Oh my gosh. I don't understand. <laughs> the most intense contractions. So finally I said to Chris, I'm like, we have to go like now. Like I want to get to the hospital now. And it was like 5.30. So we got there. And they admitted me. And again, they kept saying, oh, you're only like four centimeters, barely anything. You're, it's going to be a while. Um, and yeah, like an hour later, I was like, Chris, you are going to no- need to go get that midwife right now. And she's going to need to check me because <laughs> something is freaking happening. <laughs> Gosh, wow. And she came in an hour later and was like, so we're having a baby now. Okay. <laughs> And I pushed wow, her. that's crazy. Yeah, I pushed a couple times and out was gray. So my labor with him was six hours from when my water broke till I had him. Wow. That's like unheard of for a first yeah. time mom. <laughs> yes, it wow. was. And thank goodness I was like, can we go to the hospital like yeah. right now? Because yeah, yeah. you would have had an, un- my house. <laughs> an unintentional home birth. This yeah. would have been a different story. <laughs> I had him at nine o'clock at night. And that's when she told me originally to come to the hospital. So <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Thank goodness you listened to yourself. You're yeah. right. I know it's time. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely time. But it, so, was, it was amazing. That is awesome. So that I guess that kind of made your decision with number two an, an easy first labor. I guess that kind of could make the decision for a home birth even easier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we got pregnant with Mila, I still, I didn't think that I was going to do a home birth. Um, When I got pregnant with Mila and I I actually switched midwives because my previous midwife closed her practice. So I switched midwives. And when I was talking to her, my very first appointment um, and explaining to her like about my first birth and all of the things like I didn't want with my first birth with Gray because he was so fast, they didn't have a chance to do the, um, what is it? The group B test. So they gave me antibiotics because they didn't know whether I had it or not. So I had to have an IV again now, now being like this empowered 
research mama, I know like I didn't have to have that. I didn't have to have an IV. I didn't have to have these things, but at the time I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with gray, I had an IV, they let me walk around, but I still had to have like the fetal monitoring. And I, again, I didn't know I could say no. Um, so, you know, going into the second birth, I was saying, I don't want this. I don't want the IV. I don't want the fetal monitoring. I don't want this. I don't want this. And my midwife looked at me and was like, you know, you could just have your baby at home (laughs) and not do any of that. And I remember thinking like, what? Like, no, I'm not going to have a baby at home. (laughs) Sounds exactly like my situation. And we we all have the same midwife. I know you use Kathy. From your pictures. Yes. Yes. And Uh, she she has a way of just uh, kind of, you know. Yes. I love her so much. I know. She's amazing. And um, she did the same thing with my third. I I had not like planned to have a home birth. And she was like, you could do it. And I was like, all right, let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and what I didn't realize at first I started saying, well, I'm not, I don't really want to do the hospital, but how about like a birth center? Mm -hmm. And what I realized talking to Kathy is like a birth center and a home birth are the same thing. Basically, Like you're just in a place that's not your house. Mm -hmm. And one is at your house. Like they're, they have all the same, you know, that your midwife comes to your house with all the same supplies, all the same, everything that would be at a birth center. And I didn't know that as like a mom just researching this. I thought that it was different. I thought that like a birth center was like in between a home birth and a hospital and it's not. Yeah, um, exactly. Once I realized that a home birth just was like, all right, let me think about this. <laughs> I got on board very quickly with the home birth. <laughs> Did your husband get on board quickly? He did. So my husband is... I am like so grateful for him because whatever like crazy or not crazy, however you decide to think of it, idea I come up with, he is always just like, okay, like he's on board with it. I think he, he trusts me and he respects me. And he knows that like, when I make a decision on something, it's not because, you know, it's not some like willy nilly decision. It's something like I've researched and I'm passionate about. And he always supports me in that. So when I told him I wanted to have a home birth, he was like, okay, he was so on board from the beginning with whatever I wanted and he was excited about it. So, and my family too, we were really lucky. Oh yeah, you are. I was just going to ask that. Did you get any pushback from family or friends? But luckily that's awesome because you don't want, that's the last thing you need in pregnancy when you're making these big decisions. Yeah. Like a naysayer, you know, Mm -hmm. like we were, my sister and I were just talking about that. Yeah. It's hard when people, and especially when you're pregnant, people want, and even when you're a new mom and just in life in general, Mm -hmm. people want to push their opinions on you and want to, um, you know, they really want to, to insert their, their thoughts, whether you want it or not. And I think part of being like an adult, an adult, I know that sounds crazy, is like one of the most freeing things to me as an adult was to learn to say, like, I'm good. Like, I I actually don't want to hear that right now. So like, thank you for, I know you're being kind and I know you're being loving and I know you're trying to give me advice, but I really am good right now. And I will let you know if I want to talk about it. Yeah, just, that, that's that's awesome. That's a good reminder to people, like yeah, especially to moms that are mm-hmm, considering yeah. something sort sort of out of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it you is, can say um, no, thank you. Like yeah, that's and that goes, perfectly fine. And, and yeah. I like I love that part of what you do. I do I follow you on social media, and I love that you explain 
to moms that they can make their own decisions and that they can say no. Because I talked about this in my own birth story is I didn't know I could say no in the hospital Mm -hmm. with my first two. And by my second, I was kind of learning, but it is really empowering when you can say no to a doctor or to a family member that's kind of giving you pushback. Like, yeah. And you know, the word no, or I, I like to say, no, thank you is a complete sentence. Like, you do not have to explain anything to anyone. You don't owe anyone else an explanation for what you are choosing to do. You don't owe your doctor it. You don't owe your midwife it. You don't owe the, owe the nurse it. You don't owe your mom an explanation. Like you can say no thank you. And that's your sentence. The end, like doctors and nurses and midwives, they're amazing, 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 but they work for us. So like no thank you is a complete sentence. <laughs> Very true. And then just stop talking. <laughs> That's perfect. So, so did you do anything different with um, planning your home birth with like in regards to, you know, getting yourself ready for a natural labor at home? So with Mila, I, um, I signed up for like a refresher course for the hypnobirthing, but got real lazy real fast and went to like one and was like, okay, I'm cool. I'm good. (laughs) And didn't do it again. I listened a lot to music. Um, I really felt like my hypnobirthing with Mila literally turned into music. Whereas with Gray, I didn't want to hear music. I just wanted to like listen to my hypnobirthing tapes. That's like what I actually listened to during his birth. But with Mila, it was the opposite. With Mila, I didn't want to hear hypnobirthing tapes. I just wanted to listen to music and just like, let that be my guide. So I would say that's like, really, I did a lot of visualization. I had like specific songs that I wanted to play during her birth. And when I was in the car, I would listen to them and I would visualize her birth. Like I would just visualize what was going to happen, a safe, like healthy, beautiful birth. I just put it out into the universe and just kept picturing it and picturing it and picturing it in my head. Um, and, you know, got all my supplies together. I had a blessing way with Mila, um, which I didn't have with Gray. I don't know if you, you guys probably are familiar with blessing. Yeah. Ways. But can, yeah. You, can you explain it if our yeah. listeners don't know? So I was introduced to a blessing way, um, from one of my, um, best girlfriends, Logan Randazzo. She, we had one, or I was invited to hers way before, like she and I were really close friends when we had just met. And it's this beautiful ceremony that you do with your like closest in nearest and dearest women. Um, and it's not like a shower, so it's not like you're bringing presents, but it's really just like being there, empowering and honoring the mom. So for my blessing way, we, um, like everyone brought something that represented, um, something they wanted to represent for me. So like, maybe it was a small crystal, maybe it was like a feather from outside. Maybe it was, a bead or a bracelet, just something they wanted to represent for my birth and to remind me that like, I'm, you know, they're with me during my birth. Um, everybody brought me a, um, poster with like some encouraging words, like a mantra that I could put around my birthing space when I had Mila and was, um, you know, giving birth to her. Um, we all, one other tradition that I loved so much from my blessing way is everybody brought a, like a small piece of string, And we all, everybody put them around their wrist and then we tied an extra piece of string around a candle. And then everybody wears that little tiny piece of string around their wrist the whole time. So while you're in labor, you can light the candle, know that, and like, know that all of your 
women are like with you during this. And then after you have the baby, everybody cuts the strings off and you can put them on a tree for like a bird to use as their nest or whatever. So it's just this like whole thing based on like, this is about you and honoring you and honoring your body and honoring your journey as a mother. Um, and all of these beautiful representations of, you know, just womanhood. It was so magical and beautiful. And of course we got henna and like my belly was henna, which makes you feel like a warrior. <laughs> yeah, really. Every woman needs before she gives birth. I love That's that. That's really cool. I mean, obviously everything is like so focused on the baby, which you need, but it's yeah. really cool to do something special for yourself, I think. Yes. It was so powerful. And so it was awesome. Yeah. So cool. So how were you feeling as you approached your due date? I was, I mean, with Mila, so with Gray, I had him at 36 weeks. So with Mila at every, I was just so nervous that I was going to go early again and not be able to have a home birth. So for me, I just really wanted a home birth and I just know how different babies can be from one to another. So I think once I got past like that 36 week mark or whatever, I think it's 37 and a half, actually, where you can have a home birth or whatever it is. I don't remember. Um, I remember just feeling like relieved knowing that now I could definitely have her at home. Um, but then at that point, then it's this weird waiting game because, mm-hmm. you know, you know, that obviously up to like 42 weeks is totally normal. But when you've had your first baby at 36 weeks, every week after that, you're like, well, this is new and different. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Cool. So it was just a lot of waiting. I had her at 39 weeks. uh, And it was, I mean, it was just so different, you know, with your, with a second, because you have another little peanut running around. Gray was Mm -hmm. three and a half and you're just waiting. (laughs) Like every mom just freaking waiting. But, um, (laughs) it was really, it was awesome. So what, uh, when did your contractions start and when did you know labor was kind of imminent? So with Mila, um, they started the night before I had her, she was super duper active. Like I could feel her moving like crazy. And I remember texting, I think I probably texted Logan and being like, is this like, what is, she is moving so much. Like, is that weird? Like, I remember not worrying about it, but just being like, gosh, it's a lot. Maybe I'll call Kathy in the morning. Like, and in the middle of the night, um, my contractions started. Um, so I didn't know that there were contractions at first. I thought that I just had to really go to the bathroom. (laughs) So, which I think lots of mamas, we hear that a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I think I just have to go to the bathroom. Um, so I remember I didn't wake up Chris. Uh, it was like three, it was maybe like three 30 or four 30 in the morning. And I didn't wake up Chris. I just like kind of stayed in the bathroom and just like hung out. And then eventually I started timing them just to see like if it was a thing. And by five o'clock I woke Chris up and I was like, you know, I think something might be happening. Um, I didn't want to call my midwives, we were having a videographer and a photographer. I didn't want to call them because I was so nervous that it was going to be like, you know, not anything. And of course I was like, so worried about inconveniencing other people, which is something I am working on as a human. (laughs) Um, But they started to get, my contractions were really regular and really close together. So I called my midwives about five 30 and I said, and I texted um, our videographer and our photographer. And I was like, you know, like there, you know, something's happening. (laughs) (laughs) FYI, be alert. Um, and by, 
I think by probably 6.30, I had texted them and they said they were going to kind of head on over. They both lived about an hour away. Um, my midwife was going to stop over around 7.30. Kathy was going to come over around 7.30. Um, you know, by 7.30, by the time Kathy got there, I was like, yeah, I'm 100%. Yep, I'm in labor. Um, she checked me at around 7.30 when she got there and I was around four centimeters. Now with this birth, I could actually count the contractions, which was so different with gray. Cause with gray, I couldn't nothing. I could count nothing. Um, but with Mila, I could definitely, it was just interesting that yeah. how different the two labors so had were. like a little break between contractions. Yeah. It was a very short break because they were really, they were like strong, uh-huh. but it was a break. It was just interesting. Um, yeah. so Kathy came over around seven 30, checked me. She's like, you're all, you're about four centimeters. And she was like, you know, I just need to run something up to the office. She's like, you still have time. I'm going to run something up. It's like 15 minutes away, her office. She's like, I'm going to run something up, bring it back and then come right back. So we, at that point we started setting up the tub. Um, cause I wanted to be able to labor in the water. She left, I got in the water and not even 10 minutes <laughs> After she left, I was like, Chris, you need to text her, call her, and tell her to come back because I'm hoping oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I could tell my body was like trying to push. And I was like, no, no, mm-mm. I'm not gonna do that yet. <laughs> I was literally like, no, 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 no. So I was yeah, like, that, that's oh, not an easy task to try to like fight against. You know? Yeah. No. And I, yes. I like, and it's funny. Cause again, like in the moment I just was like, I just tell her to come back. But now thinking back on it, I'm like, literally, if I would have just let it go, like I would have totally had my baby, right. Like I would have had Mila right then and there, but I was wow. just like holding it. So <laughs> she, just, she came back probably, I don't even know how long it was. It must've been probably like 15 or 20 minutes. She came back. And I mean, my photographer and videographer, like literally just got there. They were like frantically setting up all their stuff. And I had Mila at 8.34 in the morning. So gosh, that is like super quick. 7.30, had left, came back. And by, yeah, eight, I think it was 8.34, I had Mila. So when she got back, did you just like start pushing right away? Yeah. So when she got back, she kind of like, yeah. Like she tried to kind of like, I was like, can you check me again? Cause like, I don't know why I felt like I needed to be checked. I know that like you don't, and like many women don't even want to be, but again, I think my like personality, I was like, I need to know where I am. So I need to know how far I can go, which I know right. is not how many women choose to birth. And like, that's great, you know, but that's just my personality, but she couldn't even check me because it was just happening so fast. Um, so but funnily enough, while I was like in labor, like about to push, I had ordered Instacart deli- grocery delivery <laughs> earlier that morning while I was in labor. Cause I'm like, well, I don't think I have like enough milk for my coffee. Like I need to make sure. So like at the same time, like the doorbell rings and the Instacart. Oh no. <laughs> like Chris is like bringing groceries in as I'm literally five feet away, like in a birth tub naked giving, I mean, that guy probably had stories to tell. Um, Oh my gosh. So, by the time, <laughs> yeah. So when Kathy got back, like I remember reaching down and feeling Mila's head and I, I couldn't get comfortable. And I said to Kathy, I'm like, Kathy, I just cannot get comfortable. I feel like if I can just get comfortable, like I can, I just can't get comfortable. And she looked at me and was like, 
you're like, it's not going to be comfortable until she comes out. Like, (laughs) and the second she said that I was like, okay, Uh let's do this. This baby's Uh, coming. I was like, this baby is coming out right now then because I'm uncomfortable. I couldn't get comfortable. I mean, obviously you're pushing the baby out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much. Yep. Like a couple pushes and her head was out. And then I asked Kathy to help me get her body out. I think I just was got like, I just got like overwhelmed and it was the first time I had given birth in the water and I just was like, okay, can you help me get her body out and um, pushed again? And Kathy just kind of helped like get her shoulder out and she came right out. It was so freaking amazing. Giving birth in the water was like so much easier laboring and pushing. It was all so much easier than being out of the water and especially not on a hospital bed. Like, wow, the difference between the two. I have been going back and forth. I'm due with my third this summer about water birth. And I don't know what the hangup is in my head, but like everyone says, do it, do it. So yeah, you're kind of adding another tick in that column. Yes. I mean, even just laboring in the water, it just feels so much better. Like, oh, I thought it was so much better. Yeah. So what was your postpartum experience like? Was there a difference between your hospital birth and being at home? Did you have a different experience postpartum? Yeah. I mean, for sure. Um, I mean, just, you know, just the first couple hours, the first couple days are so incredibly different. I mean, that's why I feel like, especially I'm so passionate about sharing about home birth right now is because, you know, in the hospital, you have your baby, they come, they check on you 9 million times. You can't sleep. You can't hold your baby next to you. Like if you fall asleep, you have to put them back in the little plastic thing next to your bed. They are constantly poking you and prodding you and poking them and prodding them. And it's an out, you know, every hour they're coming to check you. It's just not at all relaxing. And like, it doesn't feel like you don't have that time to just rest. Um, whereas at home, you know, you are, you come out of the birth tub, you lay on your bed, you're cozy with your baby on your chest. You're being taken care of like a couple hours later like everyone helped me take a shower. Like I have never felt so taken care of than being at home. Like just someone, like I got my coffee, I got my fruit. Like I was eating fruit in bed with my baby on me, drinking my coffee warm and cozy, just feeling so comfortable, feeling like I was able to really, not that I couldn't bond with Gray in the hospital, obviously, of course you're bonding with your baby, but there was something so different about being able to bond just in your space with your family. Gray was there next. Gray saw Mila be born. Like he was there. He watched her come out. Um, my mom was there. Like it just was so special. Um, yeah, that's, that's amazing. I totally agree with that. How, how you mentioned Gray was there. How did he react through all of that? So Gray is my little old soul. Like Gray has, I, I don't know whether anyone believes in reincarnation or not, but I do. And Gray's been around the block. Okay. Gray is <laughs> not his first rodeo. Gray's a little So he loved it. He, he and oh. I would watch birth videos together before Mila was born. He, the second he came out of his room in the morning, when he saw me like having a contraction, he was like, mom, why don't you go in the tub? It'll make your belly feel better. Oh, like, that's so sweet. Was, yeah. So he was so good during everything. My mom was there. So she kept him like during a lot of the labor, she kept him like, you know, playing and snapped up and all that. 
Right. Um, but when Mila was actually coming out, when once her head was out, I actually yelled because they were in the other room. I was like, Mom, Gray, her head's out. They ran in and like he, the smile on his face when he oh. came around the corner and saw like her head coming out was I wish I had that smile on video. Oh, uh, that's so he, sweet. Yeah. And he watched and oh my gosh, we have a beautiful birth video and pictures of like his reaction when she came out and like, oh my goodness, it was so special. He was great. He was kissing her. He, I mean, he was awesome. He loved it. That is so, so sweet. I love that. So I know that you got more into oils after, before your pregnancy. So did you utilize any like oils in particular or any other supplements during your pregnancy? Yeah. So with Mila, so Mila was my first pregnancy and birth using essential oils and more supplements. So it was completely different than with Gray. I mean, my pregnancy overall, I was just more comfortable, less swollen, more energy. Like when I was nauseous in the beginning, I had something to help me. Like it just had so many more tools. Um, so that was huge. I used oils during my labor as well. Um, to calm me down, to kind of give me some strength, to give me energy. I took supplements. Um, I drank a lot of Ningxia Red, which is an antioxidant, like a whole wolfberry puree antioxidant drink um, with essential oils during my whole labor and my pregnancy as well. But I drank a ton during labor just to give me some energy. Um, And then afterwards, oh my goodness, like having oils afterwards, especially for those like afterbirth cramps Mm -hmm. that are terrible, your second baby. And I hear they just keep getting worse. They were worse than labor. Labor, I was like, I'll do labor again. That's cool. But these afterbirth pains suck. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the oils helped so much with that. Um, with any like a little bit of tearing that I had, it was so different from with gray to Mila. Um, I used a spray called Clariderm, which is really, really healing. And I did it all through my, like 32 weeks on with Mila. I would spray it every time I went to the bathroom. And then after I had her, it was really, really soothing and helped me heal a lot faster. And with, I mean, basically zero pain compared to with Gray using that like blue can of spray they give you at the hospital, which Mm -hmm. is full of crap. Yeah, Uh, seriously. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, that alone was just so different. Um, I encapsulated my placenta with both of them. And that I think was hugely helpful postpartum for both kids. Um, I'm like a big supporter of that. I think it it worked really well for me at least. Awesome. Well, those are all like really important tips. And I'm sure a lot of moms will be thankful (laughs) that they can take some advice from that. Um, Do you have any products that you really loved for yourself or for your baby postpartum? Yeah. So, um, postpartum the, so mainly like for me, the Clariderm spray, I just was talking about that. I should have waited to chat about it here, but (laughs) it's a spray that made my birth so much smoother and my recovery so much smoother and so much less painful. And then we just save that spray and we use it for any like skin or boo-boos or whatever on the kids. Now that I, you know, obviously don't need it. For myself, um, we use it for any skin stuff and it's really, really healing. Um, the other thing that was super helpful for me was there's an oil called Valor that really helps calm you down, 
with, when that stress level, I think as a new mom that kind of takes over all of us starts to climb really, really high. Um, Valor really helped me take a breath, calm down, gave me courage, gave me just that peace that I needed when my brain was going to start to like put me over the edge. Um, that was super important to me. Um, getting my hormones back in check. I use something called progestins plus, which is, um, a natural, uh, supplement for your hormones. And that was a literal godsend that I did not have with gray. And I'm so grateful to have it with Mila. My postpartum experience was just so different being able to utilize those, those tools, right? Like I just Mm -hmm. think it's so important as moms and as women, not even as moms, just as women that we're open to having different tools in like our home toolbox. Like not everything's going to work for everybody, but man, being able to reach for something and have it actually help you and really, um, see a difference. I just, it's such night and day from gray and from Mila, my mood, my energy level, my emotional health. Oh, it's just, it was, I'm so grateful. I really am. Speaking speaking of, um, not to interrupt you, but speaking of postpartum, did you look into, like, did you research it at all? Did you think about that? Because I feel like a lot of moms, you're focusing on the birth, right? Like that's obviously, especially if you're having a home birth, birth is paramount. And then you're, you're thinking, okay, then the baby's born, but no one really thinks about like yourself as a mom when, once that baby is here and you're going through a lot of stuff. So did you kind of prepare yourself beforehand? Did you have things on hand or did you kind of, you know, tackle it as it came along? I think the one thing that Chris and I, my husband and I really talked about was like, okay, that first two weeks after I have Mila, like I want to let my body rest. Like, and he was so on board with that. Like I stayed in our bed for definitely the first week. Like I didn't leave our bed the first week, um, that I had Mila because with gray, when I had gray, I was literally up cleaning my house the day I got back from Mm -hmm. the hospital. Yeah. Yep. And I hurt myself. Like I felt it. Do you know what I mean? Like I was like, great. I feel amazing. I went to target that day. Like, oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. And then I came home and was like, oh my God. Yeah, that was bad a bad idea. idea. <laughs> yeah, it was a real bad idea. So I was like, I feel amazing. So we hear, we hear this all the time. Like, yes, you feel amazing because you just like lost a ton of weight because you gave birth, but like, yeah. Take but you slow. have to rest. So with Mila, I also felt amazing, but I knew enough to like keep your butt in bed. So I stayed in bed the full, the like first full week, um, and then did very little the second week. And just, I really focused this time on like taking my supplements, taking care of myself. We are so like blessed that we have family nearby who would come over, help with, um, you know, could help with gray, could just like be there to help, you know, just help clean up and kind of help be there for us. I mean, we also were so, I'm so grateful that like our, work situation had changed so much. I mean, with Gray, Chris was working, um, you know, full-time corporate job, getting up at five o'clock in the morning to be at work by then getting home, you know, at five o'clock at night, hurrying up to get dinner, living for the nights and weekends. This, you know, with Mila, it was so different. He's been home full-time with me doing our, our young living business since I was pregnant with Mila. So he's home full-time. I'm home nearly full-time. Like we really are here being like living together as a family and not living for those nights and weekends anymore. So that was a huge blessing to be able to really connect as a family together and really like have that postpartum experience like together. 
um, it was really special and I'm really grateful for it. But I did just, I just tried to take a freaking break and it's hard as a mom because you want to do all the things, especially when you have another child, it's hard, but I did my best. I did my best. It was not perfect, but I tried. (laughs) Yeah. I think I wish that more first time moms knew that like they should take it easy. And hopefully if somebody's listening, they'll like take some advice from you. Especially when you have one little baby and you can just sit your butt on the couch and Mm -hmm. and watch, we we always say like, put on the bad TV shows and just, you know, like live it up. Six weeks. Like, okay. First time moms literally lay (laughs) in your bed for like six weeks. Pick a couple shows and binge watch them. Mine were Sex in the City and Friends. (laughs) (laughs) I watched a ton of Lifetime movies, so. (laughs) Yeah, you got to pick something. It's good. Yeah, with our foster daughter, when we had her, it was also Friends. I literally took like a bed leave with her too, I swear. (laughs) Her as a newborn. I was like, you get the the rest that you need and you bond with the baby and it's like a win-win. And there's very few times in your life that you can just that no one's going to judge you for laying in bed exactly yeah advantage of it <laughs> absolutely oh, oh yes. wow so Great. how can our listeners get in touch with you so i am on instagram i'm mainly on instagram i'm annie hauser c um, and I also have a website and blog. It's anniehauserblog.com where I share a lot about natural living, a lot about uh, a lot about home birth too, and a lot about just parenting in general. I feel like I'm a pretty good mix of being like a little bit of a hippie mama, but also like will show you all of my, you know, non-perfectness. Um, I mean, I think one thing that a lot of people are surprised about as like a home birth mama is I did not breastfeed. Um, a lot of people are surprised by that because I think those two things generally all in a lot of ways go together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really open about talking about the different ways, you know, to that I do motherhood and being okay with what works for you and your family. So that's something I'm passionate about talking about. And I do that a lot on my blog and on my Instagram. Awesome. I love that. And and our listeners can learn more about what you do with essential oils on those places too, right? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your stories today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much to Annie for sharing her stories today. We really enjoyed hearing them and we hope you guys did as well. Do not forget to follow along on Instagram at birth naturally. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. Thanks guys.